You know, I had to uh, read with a bit of a laugh uh, on our website at globalnews.ca. Uh, tomorrow, of course, a tax uh, deadline day. Everybody's favorite day of the year, isn't it? But uh, we had like four tips on there, four things you need to know for the 2019 uh, tax season. Uh, one of the things was, uh, how early can I file? By the way, the answer to that apparently was uh, February the 18th. But who's so anxious to file their taxes that they're they're rushing to get them done? I mean, I understand if you've got a refund coming, uh, maybe you're a little anxious to, to get ahead of the game. But uh, I don't know anybody that files early. <laughs> don't you like getting it over with? Yeah, well, you would think so, but here I am up against it again, because guess what I'm doing tonight? Way to go, Jeff. Doing my uh, taxes, and that's uh, why we've got on the line personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed-Hawk. She joins us here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Rabina, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Uh, Is this the day uh, we all hate as uh, Canadians? Uh, How many people are uh, huddled around their uh, computers uh, today and tomorrow racing against this deadline? You know, I don't have the data specifically as to how many people file right at the end, but I think the majority of people do file the last week before uh, before the deadline, which is yet tomorrow at midnight. And it's because we're procrastinators. Human beings do things when they are due. That's just the way that we are built. Um, if the deadline was February 28th, we would file right before February 28th. If it was July 30th, we would fly, file just before July 30th. I think the date is really inconsequential. The point is, is that we don't like to do them and we wait till last minute to get them done. Yeah. Is it just because uh, everybody uh, hates taxes as well? When it's something we particularly don't like that uh, we dislike, that we really procrastinate about it? Yeah, I think people just generally don't like do, dealing with numbers. I mean, it's the same thing when you have to file a, a fill out a mortgage application or do something that, you know that is not exactly the you know an enjoyable process. We tend to delay it as as long as we can until we have to until you know we're sitting in the house that we want to buy and we're like, oh, I got to get that application in because I've got to see if I can actually afford this home, right? It's the same kind of thinking. Uh, but I you know I say to people, it, think of it as getting paid. I mean, you're doing a little bit of work, and you're going to get paid for it, hopefully, in the form of a refund. Um, and I am really, I have never filed early, like February, but I am really impressed by people who can do that because they're, they're free now. They can think about the rest of the year. They've got money in their pocket, probably, from their refund. Even if they owe, they've got up until the end of April to put that money in. Um, and they're, they're laughing. They're laughing compared to other people's situations. Yeah, it really is a mindset thing. And the reason we wanted to get you on here this afternoon is I was reading this article over the weekend that uh, talked about our uh, financial fitness and that we need to start looking at it like our physical fitness, that if we started treating our finances the same way we approached uh, keeping our bodies healthy uh, in the gym, you know, uh, doing what we can when we can, modifying what we need to do, uh, much like uh, at the gym where you slowly get stronger, if you do that and consistently pay attention to your finances, you'll be financially stronger. I have been making this comparison forever, Jeff, that, you know, if we treat our finances the way that we treat our fitness, we will be so far ahead. Because if you speak to any personal trainer, they're going to say to you, a little bit every day goes longer than just trying to work out once a month for a crazy amount of time. And it's the same thing when it comes to your money. Saving money consistently over a period of time, every time you get paid, whether it's bi-weekly or monthly, just putting money away is better than trying to all of a sudden put a huge amount of money into your RSP uh, during tax time, like during the, the RSP contribution time, the deadline is 
end of February, we're rushing to get a whole bunch of money in. It's better if you were just putting money in every single month. And even as a personal example, um, of those investments that I have that I put in just monthly a little bit, a little bit, they have always done better than those investments where once a year I thought, oh, I'll buy a little bit of that and see what happens and I'll put some more in next year. The ones I consistently invest in are the ones that always do better. Okay, you know, this is reminding me of a discussion I had with a trainer at the beginning of the year, and I started doing things so much differently at the gym because we talked about being more consistent, getting to the gym on a more consistent basis because I used to go into the gym and I would work out hard and heavy and then be so sore I couldn't get back for like, you know, three days or uh, later on, uh, you know, the the end of the week, that sort of thing. And it's the same thing with your finances. Uh, it's basically, uh, like you say, if you, you pay yourself, uh, you know, once a week or uh, once a month, you know, you just get that consistency going. You're just so much better off in the long run. Yeah, and you also build a habit. Just like going to the gym every morning, if you're doing it consistently, it just becomes part of your day. You carve out the time to make sure you get some exercise in. So the same thing with your money. If you're putting money away every single paycheck, then you're more likely to say to yourself at one point, hey, maybe I can put a little bit of extra away because I've paid off that debt or I've gotten a bump in salary, so I've got a little bit more money in my pocket. Why don't I start putting a little bit more away every single month uh, every single paycheck, rather, um, that's harder for someone to do who just puts one big lump sum in once a year and then says, oh, I'm going to put more in this year. I mean, you're just trying to make it happen when you're doing that big lump sum. So it's, And it just builds a habit. All of a sudden, not saving is not even something that's in your, in your life. You know that every time you get paid, you have to save because you've already created that habit for yourself. All right. So if you're paying yourself, say, uh, 15% every month, you keep doing that on a consistent basis, so you're going to build up a nice savings. But if we're going to start treating our uh, financial fitness like our physical fitness, is there anything else we need to be mindful of or paying attention to on a weekly or monthly basis that you'd recommend? Well, if you've never saved before, just like if you've never worked out before, it's better for you to start small and work your way up to those goals. So rather than, you know, going to the gym and joining the hardest class possible and, like you said, wiping yourself out, not wanting to go back, the same thing with your savings, rather than trying to set unrealistic goals and trying to really budget every single week when you've never done that before – Set a goal of saying, I'm going to start saving 5% of every paycheck. Then I'm going to start saving 6%, 7%. Work your way up to whatever your goal is. That's going to be a lot easier for you to adjust your spending to than all of a sudden saying, you know what, I'm going to start saving 50% of my paycheck when you've never saved a penny before in your life. You're more than likely going to give up on that kind of plan. Yeah, does it also uh, make sense to, to have a goal? Again, I'm thinking of the gym, and it's, uh, you know what, if uh, I get to the gym three times a week uh, for, for four weeks, I'm going to reward myself with something uh, at the end of the month. Does the same thing uh, apply when it comes to our financial fitness? I think so. I mean, if you uh, know that you saved as much in your RRSP that you wanted to last year, if you know that you've got your debt under control, maybe you paid some of that high-interest credit card debt off, and you've got your eye on something that is considered a splurge or a luxury, you can consider buying that now rather than a year ago, perhaps, when you were in debt, you hadn't saved anything. So you can reward yourself. It's, I mean, I'm not a believer in that we should always be frugal and never buy anything extra. As soon as your financial situation allows you to and you know you've got everything under control, you can pay all your bills in full, you've got your debt under control, why wouldn't you go out and go on that vacation or buy that coat you really love or get your kids that toy that they've been asking for? That's the whole reason why we save is so that we can spend money on things that we love and people that we love. 
All right, so with that uh, mindset in mind, uh, I've got a vodka martini waiting for me when I'm done my taxes uh, later tonight. <laughs> uh, actually, I might need that vodka martini while I'm doing my taxes. <laughs> no, I would, I would think after. And that's another thing, Jeff, very quickly, is that when, uh, when you are thinking about, you know, uh, saving money, try to stay away from those temptations, just like when you're trying to lose weight. So a friend calls you and says, Let's go out on a Friday night, and you know it's going to be expensive. Just like with fitness, you know it's going to be calories that you don't need. Just say no, because you know you have a goal, and that's going to derail you getting to that goal. Great advice, as always. Rabina, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Bye. There goes Rabina Ahmed-Hawk, personal finance expert.